Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. This is Katie and I am very happy to be sharing this bonus episode with you today. I was a guest on Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast hosted by my friends Jake and Dusty. It is a spin-off podcast of ours of Not So Molly Mormon and we discussed the satanic panic and it was so much fun. We had a blast recording it and they were gracious enough to let me air it here on our podcast as well. So without further ado, here you go. Enjoy. Like the first time you guys had me on your podcast, Katie, I was like a nervous wreck. I was like, oh my God, I'm talking to like my hero. <laughs> that's so cute because you didn't seem nervous at all. So I that's a, a I really surprise. Oh, I, like, I love them so much. And they've been talking to my ears for so long. And now I'm going to talk and they're going to talk back to me. <laughs> oh, you are so cute. Oh, that was a really good uh, oh fun. Like, they would actually respond. Fun fact. To like, um, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> like, oh, you guys heard me. <laughs> I usually just answer to you, and I'm in my head, and in then or, head. I, or I'm talking back to you. I'm like, yeah, that's exact. That's fucking right, Sarah. And then, um, <laughs> but she's then you guys actually respond, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And it like takes oh, you're like, they oh, can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my face hurts from laughing. Ah, now people do that with, with your podcast. And they're like, oh, just talking with Dusty and Jake. Yeah. <laughs> We're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad that we, like, all became friends because of, like, the internet. <laughs> I know, right? How bizarre. It's so funny. So funny. Yeah. I we love grew up, don't talk to strangers on the internet and now it's like my best friends are strangers on the internet <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so true <laughs> anyways listeners can probably tell we have an awesome special guest today katie's back hi katie <laughs> hello thanks for having me back i love it i love hanging out with you guys <laughs> me too it's like my favorite we love it too we don't even have to record. We could just like Skype all day and like hang out. <laughs> I know, right? Good. Just turn um, my laptop around with me. And like, <laughs> Let's go here. <laughs> just take us to work you with you are... to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just be sitting like, go, Jake, go do those reps. <laughs> Woo! While I'm like eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, chip. Good job. Yeah. See you find you more. <laughs> yeah, work out for me on my behalf there. Cool. Work out for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so funny. Well, today, to introduce spooky season, because Halloween's coming up. Woo! Um, How many days until the new Hocus Pocus movie comes out? Five days from recording? Uh, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so excited. Uh, funny enough funny enough Sarah and I just recorded a little while ago it but it's gonna air in like three weeks because we were trying to catch up before she goes on maternity leave and we were talking about the new Hocus Pocus and we're both excited I'm so excited (laughs) I can't wait I'm so excited 
Yeah. So welcome to Not So Peter Podcast, Peter Priesthood Podcast with Sarah, Winifred, and Mary. I'm Winifred, obviously. And I'm the Ditsy Blonde. <laughs> Clearly, I'm Sarah. <laughs> With the with the nice boobs. Although I've never seen Dusty's boobs, I'm just gonna assume. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I, I don't mind them. <laughs> they get the job done. <laughs> they, get the, they fed two kids. We're good. <laughs> they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to kick off spooky season, we're gonna talk about something we alluded to a while ago. Dun dun dun! Satanic panic. Dun dun dun! Dun dun dun! Um, so Vox.com says explains Satanic panic as the 1980s were defined by stranger danger and a growing fear of your own neighborhood. Um, so there was a growing population, urbanization, and a rise of double income family models. So that's kind of where they're saying like that's kind of what the atmosphere was around the time of satanic panic um so i have a quote from gordo hinckley <laughs> of course i do I love him and then sarah and katie ruined that for me thank you now every time i hear his voice i get like really anxious like same oh, yeah same. Oh, i just like, I a little um video that i saw apparently he had like property and like this up apartment thing and there were parties and like they thought it was like orgies and stuff yeah i heard and, somebody on tiktok's actually like researching into it and there's more information coming so i'm like waiting for that i don't, no. I don't ever want Bizarre. to be hinkly like orgy in the same sentence but you know whatever because <laughs> all i see him is like a little old man yep. in his suit and tie cool. <laughs> Uh, and his big old nose. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I don't want to like comment on people's looks, but like, I, you know, I think we've established <laughs> if they're like a yeah, mm-hmm. if they're a terrible yeah. person. If you're a yucky person, then you can freak on their yeah. looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like teal swans, comma eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I will never not laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> so Gord Hinckley says the greatest job that any woman will ever do in the is will be will, will be in nurturing and teaching and living and encouraging and rearing her children in righteousness and truth. There is no other thing that will compare with that regardless of what she does. So it doesn't matter if you cured cancer, if you're not uh, rearing your children in righteousness doesn't count. So fuck off, Gordo. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, the yeah, 80s- Gordon B. Hinckley, he, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but on Larry King Live, Ugh. he, like, said that a lot of the problems with society, including, like, gang violence and everything, were because women were going to work and not staying mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was definitely feeding in. So in the 80s, there was a lot of anxiety already just in the world about protecting the nuclear family. Like, mom and dad, 2.5 kids, house with a picket mm-hmm. fence. Like, that was very, that was like the American dream, right? And so what was going on in the 80s was a spread of AIDS misinformation. Um, they started putting yeah. kidnap victims' faces on milk cartons. So at breakfast every morning, your, like, 
faced with the fact that a child was stolen, right? Um, there were the Tylenol murders. I don't know if you right. guys ever heard mm-hmm. about the Tylenol yes. murders. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's t- today we have, you know, ramifications of that, that you have to peel the little tinfoil off of the top of the pill packet because of they yeah. were tampered with cyanide. So that was a thing. Um, there was trick or treat scares. So like, it was the oh, initial the, the razor blades clown. and the whatever. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. And creepy clowns and it showing still up. Goes and... on to, yeah, yeah, I feel like it still goes on today where you see on Facebook every year some, like, boomer. And it's like, ah, someone's giving THC to my kids. That's like, what I thought. I'm not giving my edibles out for free. Right? <laughs> Those things like, are expensive. Oh, check the gummy <laughs> yeah. bears. They're, they're weed gummies. And I'm like, do you know how expensive what? weed gummies is? Like, Why yes, please. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sign me up to that. Give up to the parents. Yeah, they don't have to deal with it. Children. <laughs> yeah. I find uh, things like that, and I'm like, sit down, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take several seats. No one's doing that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so it was the first wave of the scary killer clowns. So, like, killer clowns was, like, a thing, and, like, you'd see creepy yep. clowns in the forest and stuff. There's even an American Horror Story that has a creepy clown in it, which, like, brought back all my childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, have you seen, have you seen It? No, the old one. It, I've not seen the new the one. one. I, the new one. I, will, I would need too, to be medicated. Too scared. <laughs> I would yeah. definitely need to be medicated. Like, because I remember I like have memories of like the killer clowns things happening and it was not okay. It was not okay. Just yeah. aged myself. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there was a memoir that was written by uh, Lawrence Pazder. I believe his name is. He's a Canadian um, like psychiatrist called Michelle Remembers. Um, oh yeah yep. mm-hmm. so this is kind of what spurred on um so michelle was one of his um patients and they were doing like repressed memory therapy and this is kind of what kicked off this whole like satanic abuse and rituals and occult things happening to children so that's kind of what kicked it off um the first real thing i kind of became like um aware of really was the martinsville saskatchewan it was kind of the same thing that happened in california it was preschool children and teachers of children and it was this whole thing of these people were molesting and abusing and doing rituals with children behind everybody's backs Mm -hmm. it's so it's so creepy um did you look into the Cali- – I know you know more about, like, the California ones, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to – I have a, some notes I can share. Yeah. I would if not, love for you time. to share those. Yeah. That would okay. be great. Thank you. Yeah. So I, um, I listened to the McMartin preschool incident. Um, so uh, it had its origins in a call place to police in Manhattan Beach, California, by Judy Johnson, who is the mother – of a two-year-old who attended the McMartin Preschool in 1983. Uh, Judy told detectives that a school aide named Ray Bucky, who was the 25-year-old son of the owner of the preschool, had molested her son. Um, She didn't have any proof of this. She just thought that he had molested her son because her son was complaining about painful bowel movements. And in her mind, she connected that, well, someone at the preschool must have molested him. 
That's so, um, so weird to me. Like, kids have bowel issues. Yeah. 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 That's and it later came out that she she was suffered from, like, a lot of mental health issues. And I think mm. she was making this up and wasn't very stable. So probably went to church, fa- too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, and along with this, she said stuff about how, like, the whole the whole staff of the preschool was molesting the children and into this satanic abuse of the kids. Um, so despite the fact that the young boy was unable to identify Ray from any photos, the police, anyway, they just conducted searches of Ray's home and confiscated evidence such as a rubber duck and Playboy magazine. So, <laughs> a rubber duck? How does that? He said that it was evidence of him molesting kids because he had a rubber duck. I know, like maybe that just that... means he likes baths. Yeah. And uh, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> so, the next day, the police friends... chief sent a letter to. Oh, go no, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, like on Friday, no, no, it's okay. like the ship into the bathtub, so it's a manly bath. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he's arrested, and then the police chief thinks it's going to send a letter out to all of the parents that had kids attending this preschool and informed them that Ray Bucky was suspected of child abuse and asked them for information. The letter asked parents to, quote, question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. And the letter listed the possible criminal acts as this, exactly this quote. The acts include oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttock or chest area, and sodomy, possibly committed under the pretense of taking the child's temperature. They also wrote in the letter that photos may have been taken of children without their clothing. So they're just implanting this into all of the parents' minds, like, that is so oh, your kid might have been molested by this guy. Right? Like, oh <laughs> this poor God. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just it wasn't long like, before. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, you say to a child, I say to my three-year-old, do you like coffee? He will say, yes. He's never had coffee in his life. <laughs> like, you can't mm-hmm. take, oh, you can't take a child. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I'm with you. So it wasn't long before everyone connected with the McMartin preschool and most everyone in the Los Angeles metropolitan area knew of this investigation, like through gossip. Uh, author- authorities interviewed more than 400 children connected Jeez. to the Holy. McMartin preschool. Um, abuse claims and in the course of the investigation worst into saying i'm gonna say happened to them at the at the school they claimed that ray bucky flew in the classroom he took a child to meet a goat man and then he took another child to a house where he let lions roam free oh, they said that <laughs> they said that animal sacrifices were committed involving a horse rabbits and other classroom pets they said that a series of tunnels under the school were connected to secret chambers 
for sexual rituals, satanic rituals, and other abuse. <laughs> they said that they visited a cemetery to dig up bodies. They said that they were taken to orgies at a car wash and an airport. They said they were flushed down toilets to sewer rooms for abuse. They said that they were transported to off-site abuse locations via hot air balloons. And one child identified Hollywood actor Chuck Norris from a photograph claiming... Yeah, they were just totally coerced into saying this stuff. And doesn't it just sound like, especially like the lions and stuff, that's just something a little kid would like make up. Yeah, like I picked up my little guy. He had like a library class and I was carrying him Mm -hmm. out and he was like... I didn't want to play in the game, so Miss So and So put me in the garbage can, and then Mrs. So and So threw me outside in the garbage dump, and then I climbed out of the garbage dump and I came back in through the window. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's call the police and have yeah, them arrest. Yeah, let's call the police. He's, you know, meanwhile like, right. I was sitting down the hallway and could see him through the glass the whole time. He was never in a garbage yeah. can. <laughs> but like, that's what kids do. They make up these like outlandish because that's how they're their brains start to process and they use their imagination and they get like, you know, like, I guess. And especially when they're, they're being led to these conclusions by adults that they trust. Like, Oh, did he, did he touch you in this way? And they, you know, after you ask them so many times, they're going to say yes. Absolutely. Like, like Dusty said, ask them enough times if they like coffee, they'll say yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, he says yes right away just because he wants to have chocolate, (laughs) but. But yeah, oh, like yeah, I just, I don't understand the intelligence behind ask, asking small children about adult situations and thinking you're going to get like a cohesive response to it. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. You ask a child if they know how to drive a car, they say yes. Like they just, they don't understand adult concepts. Things. Yeah, yeah. And concepts. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. And, and so to say to a small child, like, okay, bad things are happening at school. You need to tell me. They're going to be like, well, they let a lion loose because yeah. that's a bad <laughs> yeah. thing to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Just... Exactly. Yeah. Blah. Well, and I was, when you're going through that list, I was thinking like of the logistics of if that were even possible, like if it were actually happening, like the tunnels and the, like the yeah. sewer thing and then like the hot air balloons all that stuff would have to be so planned and calculated and like they would have to like there would be evidence of that obviously there would be like, so much of it right so I mean, much like, evidence we but... just went to a hot air balloon lunch and the <laughs> the amount of people that are involved and like everything that has to be very carefully it's it's not like in the wizard of oz where he just floats off in a hot air balloon <laughs> yeah. like there it's a yeah. undertaking yeah. so yeah no <laughs> and you have to be like no yeah i know stuff to even like yeah, you know, do any of that stuff. So, are these teachers <laughs> certified in that? Like, yeah. it's easily refuted, pilot. refuted stuff mm-hmm. that they could have just, instead of like, oh yeah, we're just gonna believe these kids that mm-hmm. there's lions. Like, where the fuck right? do they get lions? <laughs> yeah, where are the lions they, coming like, from? Where are they getting? They're the sacrificing money? horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are they getting the in money LA, for all this? Okay. Too like, it's the education. Yeah. Them. come on they don't have and money. you can mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can tell that they were they were like led to a lot of these these things because the the part where it said they were taken to orgies and then th- where they said they were taking place was at air airports and car washes so you know the poor little kids the adults were like okay you were involved in this 
sexual orgy. Now, where was it? And the little kid's like, uh, car wash. Yeah, so you know? the five yeah. things that they go. They go to the car wash with mm-hmm. dad on the weekend. They go to the grocery store. One time they picked up grandma at the airport. It's just yeah. pieces that, like, click into their head, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my so, God. So, regardless of the seemingly impossible nature, obviously, of these claims, detectives took them seriously enough to warrant full investigations. Overall, in response to the children's allegations, authorities are said to have searched 37 cars, 11 residences, seven businesses, three churches, two airports, and a farm, only to come away with no physical evidence whatsoever. Still... Oh, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> but still, charges were filed and convictions were pursued. Uh, it was ruined lives just to do this, to follow this stupid path. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, Satan. Ooh, yeah. Satan is, like, controlling the daycares. <laughs> One hysterical mother whose child has constipation, and mm-hmm. this is what like this is what happened. Jesus so Christ. yeah, it was later revealed that law enforcement officials and therapists used interview techniques on the children that many critics later described as manipulative and coercive. So yeah, he, yeah. he McFarlane, a social worker described by some as an unlicensed therapist, conducted many interviews using controversial techniques that involved puppets, stuffed animals, and anatomically correct dolls. She told the kids she wanted them to share yucky secrets. So, oh, when I one don't like, no, <laughs> so she would do this thing where she would tell them, So, you played this game with your teachers called Naked Movie Star, didn't you? And the little kids would be like, No. And she would keep asking them, keep asking them, keep, keep asking them. And then when they wouldn't give her the answer she wanted, she would say things like, well, what good are you? You must be dumb. You're just a scaredy cat. You can't tell me what you did. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Like, That's this was in terrible. The yeah, this was in 83. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So eventually, because of this, that's how they got these allegations from the kids. Uh, authorities filed more than 100 charges of child abuse against seven staff members from the McMartin Preschool. The trials commenced in 1987 and went on for three years. On January 18th, 1990, a jury acquitted the defendants, obviously, because there was no evidence. There's no evidence. Yeah. Yeah. After the defendants were let go, Ray Bucky was again retried in 1990, which also resulted in a hung jury. So the judge um, declared a mistrial and set him free. But at that point, he had spent five years in jail over crimes for which he was never convicted. Could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. And, like, know. you know how they treat, like, child oh. abuse oh, yeah. or right? perpetrators in jail. Like, you know, he didn't have a good time. Yeah. No. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. So the McMartin preschool abuse trial was costly in many ways. In monetary terms, it cost taxpayers over $15 million. For the, de- for the defendants, the cost of the trial included long terms in jail, loss of homes, loss of jobs, loss of life savings, and a stigma that might never leave them at all, ever. And oh, the children, yeah, never. Yeah, and the children, too, were victims. So Ray Bucky said in a CBS interview that, quote, these poor children went through hell, but I'm not the cause of their hell, and neither is my mother. The cause of their hell is the adults who took this case and made it what it was. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Like, just give the child a laxative. That's all he needed. Yeah. And, yeah, 
like I said, it later came out that that woman, she had a lot of psychological issues. And I think she sadly died, like, even before this was going to trial. So I don't know. It's just so, yeah, it shows how, like, how Stussy was kind of saying, like, the general psyche of, like, everyone at that time was like, yeah. oh, my God, it's Satan trying to get our kids. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was very it fire and brimstone back then. People, like, every... Yeah. Yeah. So that's my notes on that. But um, that it's crazy. very brief. Like, you can obviously find a lot more online, but I didn't want to take up too much time. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Because I, I kind of only knew... Obviously, I was only, like aware of like the Canadian stuff I'd heard some of those names before but I listened to like a podcast about the Canadian stuff yeah. that yeah um CBC True Time does like incredible deep dives on stuff so that's kind of what I knew but yeah the time that this was all going on was like crazy like there was Alistair Crowley who was the head of the Church of mm-hmm. Satan and people were oh, like, yeah going yeah. crazy with that um a book came out called Paper Dolls in 1992 and there's like all of these like warnings against reading it and it's just it's people were just like crazy just crazy about Mm -hmm. it um so of course i had to look up our friend barbara snow because we talked about (laughs) oh barb oh barb Barb. um (laughs) so she um in the 1980s, she worked as the clinical director of the Intermountain Sexual Abuse Treatment Center in Salt Lake City. Um, so she was involved in a string of prosecutions in Utah during the 80s. She led investigations in December of 1986 that convicted Arden Bullock of sexually abusing his children. Um, the case was appealed to the Utah State Supreme Court in 89, which upheld the conviction but criticized Snow's disturbing and irresponsible conduct. Um, Mm -hmm. Snow responded to the criticism saying, by saying probably the best statement is simply that the jury had jury heard the information that I heard and they convicted him on felony accounts. It was my role to offer the information that the children had offered me. So she just takes no ownership. Yeah. Any, it just drives me crazy. So I went to her website. She is still an active therapist in Salt Lake city you can request an appointment with her if you really want to. Oh, <laughs> you imagine? Sign me up. Oh, so here's her welcome. She says, as a solution-focused therapist, <laughs> okay, the go- my goal is to help you reach your true potential and lead a life that is fulfilling. We can work together to better understand and resolve current challenges in your life by careful empathetic listening and the application of proven therapy techniques we will work together to address emotional and physical symptoms of distress and negative perceptions that may be holding you back from experiencing a more satisfying life symptoms can be a normal reaction to abnormal circumstance including adverse and traumatic events of childhood and adult life that was a lot but huh huh I just I don't actually know. feel like that sounds good. Like on like if if you don't know what you're looking for in a therapist, like and you go like, hey, she sounds like she's you know, you'd read that and be like, oh yeah, okay. Not that knowing that she's gonna tell you you were abused as a child and that's why you have yeah. I don't know an eating disorder today. Like yeah, okay. 
I mean, technically, she is like a sexual abuse therapist, so you probably would only be going to her. I would hope, but I don't. I don't know. It's she's she's special. (laughs) Um, so we have um Glenn L. Pace. He was familiar. Yeah, so he wrote a memorandum. Oh my goodness, you guys. Um, So he was involved in the church. I can't remember exactly. I didn't write it down. What is wrong with me? Um, The horror. The horror. I know, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he was a general authority of the church in... Yeah. um, From 1985 until he died. Um, So right when... I just looked him up and he's creepy looking anyway yeah so he was (laughs) oh you're fine um he took a job working full-time for the lds church so he could focus more on spiritual matters (laughs) he was moved quickly from a low-level accountant to a welfare services manager um and he even accompanied russell ballard and russell ballard on a trip to ethiopia oh lovely (laughs) yeah so um, that's fun yeah super fun so he created this memorandum. Why can I not say this world, you guys? Memorandum. memorandum. What is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> stating that um, it was leaked to the police. So he wrote this memorandum about 60 cases of Mormons undergoing ritual abuse. This was then le- leaked, and the state of Utah conducted a 30-month investigation into all this. So we're going to kind of go over what he said. So he wrote that he was convinced that at least 800 church affiliated Satanists were now practicing occult rituals and devil worship in the Salt Lake Valley. <laughs> I just, I just need receipts, Glenn. Just give me the receipts. 800? 800 Satanists. How do you even like get that number? Like that man is not well. That's not. (laughs) And all this information I got from the Chicago Tribune. So it's not even like, like it's a legit newspaper. It's not just some crazy person on the internet. Like, (laughs) just kidding. Um, (laughs) So Pace had 60 witnesses testify to the same type of torture and murders. Um, Murders. Yeah. Yeah. The Satanist ceremonies often were based loosely upon the Mormon church's own rituals. So they would use verbiage and and signs that were like from the temple ceremony so that then when people went to the temple, it was suddenly like, oh, my goodness. And all of these like horrible memories would come flooding back to them. Mm. But they were using (laughs) the... the verbiage and the gestures in a debased and bloody manner. I mean, this would make a really good horror movie. Right? Why has nobody turned this into, like, the next Netflix series? Like, uh, oh, wait, they did. Under the Banner of Heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they were having members going to the church, they were hearing the words, and they would start having these horrible memories about these abusive things that they went through. So, this makes me think, okay, so you know how, okay, I feel like a lot of people, like, Exmos, or it's like, the the temple stuff, the ordinances and all that, the ceremonies, is like, 
where people kind of have their moment of like, oh shit, this is a cult. Uh, you know. And mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if this is like him, his way of being like, um, it's not a cult. You just have repressed memories of this um, satanic thing that happened. And then oh. you're just putting those two together. So we're not actually, we're not the bad people. That's the bad people. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a lot of like uh, yeah. problems going on because this is still you were still naked being anointed with the oil at this time and like I don't care who you are that's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like in my time, you had like the shield over you, mm-hmm. but you were fuck ass naked under the shield, and the woman <laughs> yeah. would like put her hand, and you'd be mm-hmm. like, "Cool, this is my body." Yeah. <laughs> like. That's and there's no warning about that either. Like they don't tell you, like, oh yeah, you're gonna be naked and under this thing. And, and someone's whatever. gonna touch you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't it. talk about it. It's sacred. It's sacred. <laughs> it's not secret. It's sacred. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. So he's talking about layers of memories becoming uncovered, which again we've already talked about being problematic. Um, so the first problem was incest and then it was robes and candles and then it was seeing their parents and participating in sacrifices. So it just gets worse and worse. The the more that these people talk about it, like first it's like, eh, and then it's really bad and then it's really bad. And then it just gets worse and worse. And finally they're talking about their parents, like sacrificing animals on altars and stuff. So, um, it even got so bad because of this leak that Ezra Taft Benson sent a letter and warning church members to not affiliate in any way with the occult or those mysterious powers it espouses. These things should not be pursued <laughs> as games, be topics in church meetings, or to be delivered, or sorry, delved into private personal conversations. So, like, don't even talk about it. Don't even talk about it with your friends. Yeah, and I, I remember... don't use a Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. don't use a Ouija board. Like, I remember being like severely talked to as like kids about like how evil Ouija boards were and like Mm -hmm. how inappropriate it was to even like talk about witches and ghosts and stuff. Like that's, I was terrified of Halloween from like a small child to like, I still don't even really like Halloween all that much just because it brings up all that. Like you're inviting demons into your house. Mm. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um so yeah that's kind of all i really had on like the church's stance of it but i did find thanks to barb snow (laughs) (laughs) that there was a lawsuit i think i alluded to this before against brenda and richard miles brenda is the daughter of russell m nelson oh Oh, yeah yeah i forgot you alluded to this yeah yeah um, so this comes from the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, they did file a lawsuit in 2018 alleging sexual abuse and covering up family members of the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, but it was dismissed. So yeah. the case was filed by six unnamed plaintiffs. Um, they the Miles too. That's yeah, crazy. it's pretty okay. recent. So the Mileses vigorously denied the allegations. Um, attorneys for the plaintiffs and defendants filed a motion which was granted by the court, but the lawsuit was dismissed with prejudice, meaning it can never be refiled again. 
Um, so let's see. I was going to tell you kind of what it is. The now dismissed lawsuit alleged that a man identified in court documents as the perpetrator, meaning um, Russell M. Nelson's son-in-law, sexually abused his children in 1985. It also says a 16-year-old babysitter was both victimized and victimized others. The suit then accuses Brenda and Richard Miles of abuse. So they called them touching parties. They they said that they had touching parties in their home and they were sometimes attended by acquaintances and friends of the couple. So again, there was no, um, it was dismissed. And um, I was telling you that the Utah State Police conducted a 30-month investigation into everything that Pace was saying about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, no evidence to substantiate. After 30 months, they found absolutely no no God. evidence to substantiate it. So, so he, there was not 800 Satanists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, he's off his rocker. That's wild. Right. So that's kind of all that I kind of did research on, but I wanted to like hear your guys' thoughts on it all and see if you had any like memories of this going on as when we were kids or any of that. Yeah, I remember, I mean, I just remember, like you said, being really scared of anything that could be seen as like the occult, like being so, so, so scared of it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just think it's tragic and I think it's horrible that like religion was inserted so much into everyone's lives that and it was like, oh, like there must be devil worshippers and Satanists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And um, I think I told you guys, but um, a good documentary on this is the Paradise Lost documentary about the West Memphis Three. I don't know if you've oh, heard yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they like they were these teenagers that um it was during the satanic panic and they wore black metallica t-shirts and so they were blamed for these little boys murders and mm. spent like i don't know upwards of 20 years I ruined think, their lives. in jail yeah, completely. yeah. yeah. yeah and they, they wore, wore yeah. i mean because they were like oh you're but i do have a metallica <laughs> shirt <laughs> yeah they're like oh you listen to metallica <laughs> you must worship satan like what the fuck even when Columbine yeah. happened, I remember I oh, it's because they listened to the Marilyn cost. Manson. I remember I, that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I should stop listening to Marilyn Manson then, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and like the trench coat mafia, like there was like people, like goth people always wore trench coats. Like a lot of them did, at least in my school they did. Mm-hmm. And like, so it was that fear of, oh, they're going to, they're the next Columbine shooting, you know? And so it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, those like school shootings and like those kind of things is like just a continuation of satanic panic. Like it's still yeah. going on today. Like we still have. Oh yeah. Stuff like yeah. this happening. Yeah. But well, people. It also. Well, people, um. Reaches boy, back to. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. In my elementary school, when Harry Potter came out, there was parents that were saying this is evil and it needs to be banned from the oh, library. Yeah. I was just gonna say like, like it's kids never allowed to read read Harry Potter. Yeah, I worked at well, yeah, I worked at Desert Book when Twilight and Harry Potter were like kind of coming out. Harry Potter was like done when I started working there, but like Twilight was coming out and stuff, and people were just like, there was a lot of uh, controversy about us carrying um, Harry Potter books. We stopped; they stopped carrying Harry Potter books because of like all the like the issues with that. But then they also um, <laughs> Twilight was like they never stopped carrying it, but they were like, oh, there was all these like problematic things about it because it was too sexual and also like 
the devil and stuff like that. I'm like, it's not Vampire. sexual. They don't even have sex. I mean, they have like until they were married, Jake, and he broke the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Um. Yeah. No, it's definitely still ongoing. Um. I. We all know I've been in therapy for multiple years. It's just common knowledge now. But I had a therapist in the early 2000s. Um, I was dealing with a lot of things and I had like was recently divorced and just had a lot going on. I had left the church. And so, of course, that was a whole trauma happening. And I remember sitting in my therapist's office and they said that they wanted to try a new a different type of therapy with me. And they put me into like this relaxed state and I had to like tap my fingers like to a certain beat and I had to breathe a certain way. And they started like, we're going to go back to when you were 12 and we're going to go back to, and it, it came out and I was very, very uncomfortable with it. And my therapist was like, there was some sort of abuse back here that we need to uncover. And I remember like snapping out of it and being like, absolutely not this is not okay. And I got up and I was like, I will not be seeing you again. And I left the office. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So it's still, it still was happening up until I was in my twenties, this type of like therapy unwrapping layers of memory, which is, I think yeah. so dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely not a, I mean, we probably have listeners who were like born in 2000 and, one but (laughs) (laughs) we don't talk about that (laughs) makes me feel very old and it's fine everything's fine but it's just like you said it's it's there's still it's still continuing today it's just not called what it was there's still this like hysterical satan's got his grips on us and Mm -hmm. save the children Mm -hmm. even just as recent as like the the covid19 like that stuff all that created all that panic and all the um like the fear of that unknown and people were saying like, Oh, well, this is the end of time. The apocalypse this is like, and like you would, you would see stuff about like, Oh, like the Christian ideal of that, where it's like, Oh, this is Satan's, you know, like this is just one of those things that was foretold in the Bible and um, yeah. all that stuff. So I, it's, and I know yeah. a lot of Mormons that were like, well, I'm not going to get the vaccination because I have a temple recommend. Uh, like, that's it's not that's not <laughs> like it's not uh yeah and i just yeah. it just made me like make your own decision yes it's your body i'm fully like pro-choice you need to make decisions for your own body but like to say because i have this piece of paper that a bishop from a church that is highly corrupt i yeah I just it's not gonna protect you. That's not how science works. (laughs) Like we all got vaccinations as kids. Like it just drives it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. I could go on about this. I can't even think about it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But But, yeah, so but it was just like I mean it's a recent example of how this is like People have groupthink, and there's like, but this even goes back clear back to like this. I mean, I'm sure there's other examples, like even in ancient history, but like this is back in like the Salem witch trials, you know. And I, whenever, whenever I think of the satanic panic, it's basically like a carbon copy of that whole thing where you're just like they're pointing fingers at other people. And then when you're talking about Glenn L. Pace, I'm sitting here thinking like he's doing this to create mass hysteria about 
other cults to distract people to say we're not the bad cult that's the bad cult (laughs) but it's not even like i can't even say it's like point my finger at a cult it's just something that's happening it's just something i heard that's happening and then there's all these you know 800 what 800 600 cases yeah and i'm just like okay what like yeah and it's not Mormon rituals are weird and creepy. It's they've used Mormon rituals in a weird and creepy mm-hmm. way, and so that's why it makes you feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah. <laughs> when I um I watched like a Mormon YouTube channel react to Under the Banner of Heaven, no. and they were reacting to like the temple scene, mm-hmm. and one of the the gals on there was like, I just really don't like how they twisted that and made it seem dark and scary. And in my head, I'm yep. like, they didn't change it. It just is creepy. <laughs> You're just seeing yeah. it from an outside perspective. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is creepy. And it wasn't even like the worst part of the temple ceremony. No. Like, <laughs> that's not even the blood atonement thing. Isn't even the worst thing that you do in there. Like, Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I know. But yeah, oh. the Mormon church just in general still has, I mean, and I think a lot of religions, but like we grew up Mormon, so that's what we know is like you're taught to be scared of anything that could be controlled by Satan. So it's like it's still alive and well. It's just, I guess, luckily, like not as um, in the mainstream as it was in the 80s. We're not. Yeah. Like I remember there was like one kid in our classroom. Like I grew up in a tiny town. So we had like 11 kids in my class. Um, And there was one kid that wasn't Mormon. And he listened to bad music and he wore like bad t-shirts that like said naughty things on them. And I remember being so terrified of him, like actually like not wanting to sit next to him in class. Like, and now looking back, like I'm such an asshole. I mean, I wasn't, that's what I was taught to do. Yeah. Like how horrible is it that this kid moved into a small town and was immediately ostracized because we were told, that's another, that's something we don't want in our lives. And like, mm-hmm. it was very clear that like his family was not interested in the church. And so what was the point of befriending him? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. So like, now that you say that, I, I know I, I'm guilty of the same thing. Like, you know, growing up in Orem, Utah, there was maybe like two people who weren't Mormon and you don't want to be friends with them. You think that, yeah. Yeah. They're just so bad and such bad influences. And I feel bad about it now, but yeah, that's like, what you're taught to do. Like, you're taught, yeah. This boy and I had the same initials, so we always ended up sitting next to each other in the seating chart. And I remember just being like, I want to change my name, like just to try oh. and stay. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. And like, I've seen him since we've been adults, and like, he's a completely. Like, he's a great guy. He's got a good life. Like, his parents and my parents have kept in touch over the years. Like, and just to think that that's how I treated him as a kid just gives me so much, like, shame and guilt. So, thanks, Mormon Church. Just going to carry that around with me. Thanks for helping me treat people like shit because they yeah, were different. I'm going to exchange my sexual shame for now. Like, I was an asshole. Shame. Thank you. Thank you. But... <laughs> just depends on the day yeah (laughs) really yeah just wake up and see what trauma i'm gonna carry around today (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, anyways so yeah that was that was kind of that was fun (laughs) i guess but also the um the 
Okay, it's going to like the Ouija board thing. I can remember like uh, being told, what was I? I don't know how old I was, but I remember sitting in the car, my mom talking about Ouija boards and like how, so we had a babysitter that was actually my mom's, like her best friend. It was her, her kids would babysit us. Oh, uh, okay. And so and she said that the one, the one girl um, was at a party or something and they had a Ouija board and they were playing with it. And then um, the next day, the girl, not not the daughter, not the one of the babysitters, but one of the girls that was there broke her arm. So of course they of put course those, it was of the or they board. those two yeah. that it's Ouija board did it in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, and I still remember that as a kid, like that, that was like this terrifying thing. Like, Oh, don't do Ouija boards. So you'll like Satan will hurt you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. There was girls at a slumber party party. I think I was like 14 and they were doing like the Bloody Mary thing in the bathroom. That's, and that's so, of course, too, one yeah. of the girls like ran out of the bathroom and bashed her face open. And obviously, oh. it was Bloody Mary chased her and cut her uh, face open. Right. Yeah, like, of course. And I remember being so terrified, even to the point where like when Supernatural came out when I was 20 years old and like episode three of Supernatural is about Bloody Mary. I was like, I can't even watch this. I, to this day, skip oh, that episode. Really? <laughs> wow. Oh, man. There's a... So, but Pat made me sit down one time. He was like, we're going to watch this. You're fine. And he sat down on the couch and he like put his arm around me and we watched the whole episode. He's like, you did it. You're alive. Oh. <laughs> Bloody Mary <laughs> didn't get you. Yeah. Like, they killed the bitch. Everything's fine. <laughs> like, Thank you so much. There's <laughs> That's a, true love, um... ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> There's an American Horror Stories actually just recently just had did an episode on um, Bloody Mary and it's the, yeah. it's their anthology series so it's not like it's just one episode of it oh, so yeah. it's not like um, and it was cool because it was like a um, commentary on the uh, like socioeconomic status of these uh, like so she was Bloody Mary was targeting not targeting but she was in the like this black neighborhood basically and it was like this um and it the girls she was kind of like a genie in this thing like she granted them wishes like their their greatest desire and one of them wanted to be like the head cheerleader and so she um so bloody mary asked her she was like okay so you have till midnight you have to kill the head cheerleader you have to just like let her fall um on this like this uh the stunt and then if you don't do it then you're you're mine and so so the girl ends up dying because she won't she doesn't she doesn't catch she lets she catches the head cheerleader mm-hmm. oh she, she dies she's so then killer. she dies oh and, interesting yeah. interesting it was yeah yeah oh, it would be i might have to, to watch, watch that yeah i'll wait until pat comes home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, going back to Ouija boards, I was going to say that I feel like probably almost all of us have heard a story like you, like you told about mm-hmm. something bad happened to whoever. And yeah. I just feel like those are all, I don't know, a friend of a friend, like something bad happened. And it's like, I don't think there's any, I don't know, legitimacy behind those claims. No. Like I was going to, no. I was going to ask you guys, like, if there was a Ouija board at a party now, would you like play with it? Or probably do not. they still wear you out? I think it would scare me, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so fascinating because I think a lot of people, especially from a religious background, like they, even if they lost their faith, they still are like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I would still be like, yeah, I'll pass. Thanks anyway. <laughs> we uh, sell them at Barnes and Noble and I would see them. I would like, like it just still gave me like the creeps to like. You didn't even want to like touch it. Hey, yeah, that's so like, funny. I find yeah. that so like, I find that so fascinating that it still can have that, like that hold on us a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, even though in my head, I'm like, I don't, I don't believe that there's any like spirit or demon like it's gonna be on that Ouija board but I still feel like I might be like oh I don't know like maybe I'll try it but yeah <laughs> I mean I yeah it's weird probably pretty drunk and then I'd be like yeah, let's do yeah it. I was gonna say if I were it would depend on how many drinks I'd had in me well, <laughs> all right we'll all when, together and get really I was gonna drunk. say yeah. when when we eventually meet up I'll bring a Ouija board and we can like make margaritas and we'll see what it has to say I love it We'll try to talk to try to talk to J Dog and the other yeah. dog. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like you bitches are ruining me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It spells out stop talking about me. <laughs> I was martyred. <laughs> okay, you can't be a martyr if you have a gun. Sure, Jim. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Well, and then there's um, my little sister has those dowsing rods, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Too, when she was playing with those, I was like, and I was, uh, I could have, I, I played with them a little bit, like I held them, and I was like, I didn't ask anything because you're supposed to like ask questions and like yes or no answers, and like yes is if the if the answer is yes, then it goes together. If it's no, then they they drift Move apart. Apart, yeah. And that was like she was asking, she was doing that in front of me, and I was like, Mm-mm, we're, Mm-mm. we're done. With <laughs> Thank this. you. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you guys do you guys believe in ghosts? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. I think but I, I worked so in a haunted hotel, so that might oh, yeah, do my thought process on it. But oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think there's too many like unexplained like little thing, you know, haunted things that to yeah. like not believe in something. I don't know for me. And but, it might like, just be like remaining energy in a space. Yeah. But. Like there's just know. too many. Like, I don't know. I and I. But then you watch those like paranormal things, like the the ghost hunter things, and you're like, yeah. yes. Ah. Is this just really well, do, like well done? Really figures, good editing. Really good editing, <laughs> or am I just like? And you get you feed into it, like you get all yeah. like, oh, oh. There's like and they do just enough to like make you think. Oh, <laughs> and you like kind of want there to be to be something yeah. there because yeah. that's interesting, and you want. Like, for me, it's like you want there to be an answer to something. Like, you don't know why something happens. So you're like, oh, it's a ghost. But, I mean, I don't – I feel like I land in the realm of, like, I guess it could be. I don't know what some of these unexplained things are, but I yeah, I don't necessarily I'm... believe in, in ghosts because I don't – I don't know. But I think yeah. it's so interesting that, like, how different people can have those different beliefs even after, like, religion. I don't yeah. know. It's fascinating. And being in the same – coming from the same religion mm-hmm. and still and how having, it... like, different views on it. And, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. like, I use tarot cards, but I don't necessarily believe it's something answering. I feel like tarot cards are my own brain giving yeah. me, like, a leading path of what I need to focus on. Yeah. Where some people are like, oh, no, like, those cards were selected by spirit for you. Right. And I'm like, no, I selected those cards because my brain needs to focus energy in certain right. areas. So, mm-hmm. and it's different based on different people for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, 
I had this uh, this psychic reading on. Uh, anyway, it was the worst thing ever. Like I was just like this. She um, sent me this. I had met her, this person at Pride here in Idle Falls, and then like we connected on Instagram, and then she's like, "You want a reading?" So she I. I paid $20 or something for this reading, right? I was like, okay, whatever, I'll support you. I, and then um, and then it was, like, the worst reading ever. Like, it was just very vague, very just, like, I was like, okay, cool. And Jake then, sent it to me, and I think I asked him, did she just copy and paste this from her last one? And it was yeah, so it was just vague. Was I was so like, this could be anybody. And then, Oh, um, God. And then I was like, okay. And then she's like, well, there's this thing holding you back. We have to do this spell. And so it's $200 for a spell. Oh my God, she's like, trying to milk you. Well, like, yeah. $20 was good. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with maybe, you know, but like, yeah. you gave me a bullshit reading anyway. And then uh, $200, okay. Yeah. Okay. You were going to come cleanse your space so that you yeah. could be not held back. And you were like, yeah, I'm okay with that. She's like, I'll just do it from here. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? She yeah. has to be in her space. Just kidding. Just kidding. She'll do it over Zoom. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I rolled to the mat. I was like, oh, oh great. It's like she's <laughs> she's giving you a different version of a patriarchal blessing. <laughs> yeah. Except I didn't get to learn my lineage. So I guess it's like switch <laughs> oh, out a few words and just yeah, give yeah. them out. <laughs> Speaking of the like the patriarchal blessings is kind of like the the voodoo of I mean not to say no it is like, you know, yeah it's like the magical thing of the Mormon Church like it's There's, like this like yeah. psychic it's thing called, it is fortune, fortune telling, telling. Mm-hmm. can I just tell most, you how was, wrong mine was mine, oh, yeah. <laughs> mine said wrong. I would marry a woman like come on and then like and also um <laughs> like. Honey, you didn't know that, I, like, you didn't know I was gay? Like, you didn't say, this is from God, and he's, like, telling me that. God didn't okay. tell you. God God was confused. Uh, <laughs> he didn't Brother understand. Jacob Taylor, you will have a beard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thing I was most excited about with my patriarchal blessing was finding out my lineage. And then I was like, ooh, so the tribe of Ephraim. And they're like, and then I found out that that's, like, the most common Everybody one. I was like, Every, yeah, cool. if you're white, right? Yeah. yeah. My ex-husband has, like, Navajo yep. blood, so he's from a different tribe. And that was, like, such a thing for him that he was like, I'm from that. And I was like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And plus, you're not supposed to tell anybody because oh it's secret God. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous uh, shit that oh we believed. Ouija um, <laughs> boards and patriarchal blessings. I love it. I love it so much. I'm going to have to read you guys mine because I still have it. Ooh, it's yeah. so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> oh, yes. I have mine somewhere. I don't know. Um, also, there's the whole that belief of the of Satan being in the water on Sundays. Did oh, you yeah. Mm-hmm. What is and that all about? Satan controls the water. Like They tell missionaries that, too, because mm-hmm. missionaries can't go swimming. Mm-hmm. Has nothing it's to just, do with two-piece bikinis being seen. Oh, it's completely uh, Satan. It's just Satan, and they don't want Satan to drown you in the water. Because <laughs> he would do I, that to the missionaries. And, I yeah, heard and it God was because help. a missionary yeah. drowned on his mission one time, and so that's why they made the rule. But they, like, of course, they can't just be, well, some, we don't have the liability insurance, so it's Satan. Satan. they got to make it a spear <laughs> thing. It's Satan. 
It's so ridiculous. ridiculous. Big old schlong strikes again. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> again. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Bring my giant dick. Let's go get some souls. Water, but Schlong is gonna smack you down. Schlong is gonna smack you, and you won't be able to get out. <laughs> Holds you down. <laughs> well, like, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll jump in that water. <laughs> oh it's so ridiculous just like the whole to me i think the idea of satan now is just it's so ridiculous and it's just obviously used to like control people and make people scared manipulative and yeah yeah, it's very manipulative and i uh, i hate it i think it's i think it's just oh and the the curfew thing Satan's Satan comes out at midnight and the Holy Ghost goes to bed at midnight and then Satan can rule and it's like what the hell (laughs) yeah like so the Holy Ghost just abandons you and then God doesn't step in (laughs) to like help definitely drinking at a party at 7pm so (laughs) clearly it's like how early can I wake up I can't wake up before the Holy Ghost like does the Holy Ghost sleep in <laughs> they never tell you when he wakes up. No, <laughs> and I legit, you guys, I used to be so scared of the hour of three o'clock in the morning because oh, of dumb shit like this. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's like something's gonna possess oh. me at three a.m. How dumb. Okay, but true fact, my babies always at three a.m. went crazy. <laughs> they would be like, ah! they're like, little devils. <laughs> Can we not? Can we not? <laughs> Have you guys ever seen um, the exorcism exorcism of Emily Rose? Yes. Oh yes. That yes. I had okay, to watch you guys. Movie after that, but I was like, there's that it's thing with the time, like the three, hmm? it's like three something, three forty, three fifty six. Solidified in my head was that yeah. movie, yeah. and I watched that when I was still a Mormon. Me too. And, um, I watched it at like a friend's apartment. And I leave. Yeah. But as we were watching it, their roommate came home and like freaked out at us and was like, you can't watch this in in our apartment. Like, I can't believe you would watch that. Now the demons are going to come to our apartment. You open the portal. And like, (laughs) so that I was so scared after that. Like, I was legitimately terrified. Like, I'm going to get possessed. And, oh. oh, my God. I watched it at my friend's house. He and I were watching it together. And, like, I'd be over there, like, watching movies and drinking and stuff. And then it was time to leave. And normally I would just, like, walk out and get my truck and go. And I was like, can you walk me to my truck? <laughs> he was like, really? I was like, yes, oh. please. Uh, it's like a terrifying movie. Like, okay, it's, call it's me when you get so home. Scary. That's something that, like, I really enjoy now being post-Mormon and kind of working through that is I can enjoy those kind of movies without being, like, thoroughly scarred and traumatized for, like, days after. I can just, like, be kind of spooked in the moment and then be over it now. Be over it, yeah. But back in the day, it was, like... I love horror movies now. Yeah, Yeah. same. But back in the day, when you think it's real, it's, like, almost too much to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, way too much. Now I'm like, I'll watch like the what was it? I went with my my ex to the Nun. It was one of the oh, yeah. Annabelle movies, oh. one of the Conjuring. And I'm sitting there just like chill. I'm just like, <laughs> like laughing at some parts. <laughs> and my ex was like terrified. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I went yeah. to what's that movie where the little boy, like the demons or the Omen? No. Oh, oh, um, shit. I I'm I know sorry, what you're talking but about. Sorry, whenever a kid, I'm like, mm-mm, yeah, no. Kids, yeah, I can't. Mm-mm. Still afraid of the girl from the ring. I'm not gonna lie. Kids, but... Oh yeah. Them. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Insidious. Insidious. Uh, that's it. I was trying to rack my mind yeah. for it. Yeah. We went to it when it first came out in theaters. I don't even think Pat and I were married yet. And he was like, just chilling, watching it. And the whole time I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> I was um, just coming out of the church when that was, that came out. And I was like, I remember watching it and just being like scared through the whole thing. Kind of like, but then like the, the show- whole thing's scary. They show the demon and he's just doing this like weird thing and you I was just like I started I laughed at that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like he's just doing like this little dance thing and I'm like, all right, I'm not scared anymore. You're not whatever. You're just a man in like a costume. <laughs> <laughs> You're just a man in a costume. You know what now? Like I do get really scared by like certain movies, but they the ones that really scare me now are like of psychopaths that are like stalking people and it's an actual real like person real stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah like real know? things i cannot Mm-mm. like i'm obsessed with crime, and... but <gasps> i'm so excited to watch it it's i've only seen so the first episode good. and oh it is God. so well done nice. like you forget you're watching a tv Evan show TV. for a minute yeah. mm-hmm. wow i was so like yeah. I was like, I watched it all like through the whole day. Like I just didn't do anything else but watch Dahmer, which I was like, I wonder if this is like something I should probably talk to my therapist about someday. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just, like, why do I get so obsessed with this? But I was just like, um, like Evan Peters does an incredible job. He dived. You forget it's I, even him. Yeah, he does not look I like himself. He is Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. And I was just, like, and then they. They've t- come out and said, like, don't romanticize Dahmer and, like, you know, because of this move, this show, because they do make him a very sympathetic character. And so, like, he was mentally ill. And so, mm-hmm. like, there's definitely that aspect of it. But, like, and they present that very well. But they also take the victim's perspectives and, um, like, how he actually he destroyed lives and this whole neighborhood. And so, um, yeah. like, there's that whole and then like obviously like how they they everybody there's so many instances of him like how close they were to catching him but oh then, right yeah but they weren't taken seriously like the yeah the 14 year old boy was like escaped him and then he was brought back by the police to the, his house you know and then killed yeah yeah and it's so yeah, it's, it's such just, a insanely it's so interesting to me like i find i don't like to glorify like murderers and psychopaths. But I do think it is a very good commentary on how things can be, can happen and how like brains work and things, people get away with things because he's a white dude, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. I didn't believe his victims. And yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So that's the type of shit that really scares yeah. me. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Like Ellen, uh, that show you, like the first season, <gasps> so good, so good, I so crazy, second, whatever. But like the n- newer seasons, I'm like, mm, okay, we're going too far. But I, and that's my personal <laughs> opinion. Like, I'm gonna uh, read uh, the books, I think, because oh, I've yeah. heard really good. Obviously, I'm gonna read the books. <laughs> it's me we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a silly thing to say. Um, but what's his name? The actor, 
Ben Bagley. Ben Bagley. Yes. Bagley. There's something about him that just is like you're a little creepy. You're a little. Yeah. There's something. He does a really good job. Yeah. Like, like, I think he's a very good actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and he was in Gossip Girl, so he gets points yeah. for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I like how this Let's is morphed before. into creepy, creepy movies and shows, because that's perfect also for starting off Halloween season. That's right. Happy yeah. Halloween. Right. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. That was um, yeah. better than I Yeah, thank you. going to... Um, <laughs> not go pee all day now because there's a mirror in my bathroom but it's fine anytime i mention it pat somebody's like sam and dean killed her it's fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay i can be brave <laughs> let's just don't say her name you're fine she just like she doesn't like bitches saying her name. She's like, Mm-mm, you said my name. <laughs> Keep my name you out your mouth. My name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks, guys. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for doing the research, hey. and I just got to sit back and do my thing again. I was just like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your input, Katie. I really appreciate oh, it. Of course. Thank you. And thanks for being with us. Yes. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs>